Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Monday, April 25th, and we're bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, put on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. It's official. Elon Musk is buying Twitter. He promises to, quote, make Twitter better than ever. The agreed-upon price is $54.20 a share. Yes, that is a 420 reference for an approximate total of $44 billion. According to Dealogic, it's one of the largest deals to take a public company private in nearly two decades, and it marks a dramatic turn from Twitter's early efforts to block the billionaire's offer. Now Musk will have to deal with a Twitter workforce that's already expressing concern about the changes he might order. A New York judge has found Donald Trump in contempt of court because he hasn't turned over documents New York Attorney General Letitia James requested. James has been pursuing a civil case against the Trump Organization for fraud, and she issued a subpoena for financial statements, but Trump says he doesn't have them. He'll now be forced to pay $10,000 a day until he submits those documents. The Supreme Court is hearing a case today that could redefine public schools' relationship with religion. This case goes back to 2015 when a high school football coach in Washington state was forced to stop praying after games. Joseph Kennedy sued the school district for interfering with his First Amendment rights, but the school says students felt pressure to pray at a school event. If the conservative court rules in Kennedy's favor, it could reopen the door for prayer in public schools. A decision is expected by the end of June. There were some tough words aimed at Moscow this morning from U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Uh, We want to see Russia weakened uh, to the degree that it can't uh, do the kinds of things that uh, it has done uh, in, in invading Ukraine. Austin was speaking after he and Secretary of State Antony Blinken made a secretive and risky trip to Ukraine's capital, Kyiv, on Sunday. Blinken also declared that, in the U.S.'s view, Russia is failing its war aims. Hey, welcome back, millionaires. The astronauts aboard the first all-private mission to the International Space Station are finally coming back to Earth today after bad weather conditions delayed their return a week ago. The four men were launched into orbit aboard SpaceX's Crew Dragon earlier this month and then left the station on Sunday. 
We would love to hear your feedback to help us grow and sound better. So is there any news topic you'd like to hear more of? Or do you have any suggestions for short or longer segments? Email us at therefreshadinsider.com. And coming up, we talk about why it's so hard to search for things in your Gmail or just online in general. WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. Nurses at Stanford Hospital and a neighboring children's hospital in the Bay Area are going on strike today. It comes before a formal bargaining session set for Tuesday with hospital representatives. The nurses say the hospitals have ignored staffing shortages, provided insufficient mental health support, and overworked the staff despite profits skyrocketing in 2021. More than 100 million households are using a shared Netflix password. And after a brutal earnings report last week, Netflix is now like, "Uh uh-uh. Netflix says it's going to crack down on password sharing. It's not clear what that'll look like, but the most likely solution is what the company has been testing in three South American countries. There, Netflix adds an additional fee for supporting up to two people outside your home. Residents of Beijing, China's capital, are stocking up on food and supplies as authorities start shutting down parts of the city in another COVID crackdown. The country's zero-COVID strategy triggered the move after 70 cases were discovered in the city of 21 million. Shanghai has already been under lockdown for several weeks, which has caused widespread misery. John Stewart received the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor in D.C. last night. Stephen Colbert, Dave Chappelle, and Samantha Bee were among those celebrating slash roasting the former Daily Show host. In his speech, Stewart praised comedians, saying, quote, Comedy doesn't change the world, but it's a bellwether. We're the banana peel in the coal mine. The ceremony will air on PBS June 21st. A man was arrested last week for threatening to bomb the Merriam-Webster offices for updating its definitions to be more gender-inclusive. Jeremy David Hansen allegedly left several threatening comments on the dictionary's website and contact us feature. He said Merriam-Webster employees should be hunted down and shot. Hansen is now facing five years in prison and a $250,000 fine. Searching for specific information online is one of the core functions of the internet, right? You go into your Gmail, Netflix, or Amazon, even the Insider website, and you type what you're looking for into the little search bar expecting to get what you want. But oftentimes you don't. So why does the seemingly simple search function suck so hard everywhere? Adam Rogers, who reports on tech culture for Insider, is here to tell us. Adam... Let's start with a company that has become synonymous with searching, Google. How and why does Google have such a monopoly on search? It's an amazing technology. There's a reason that more than 90% of the searches that people do on the web globally are Google searches. That's because Google does two things better than almost anybody else. One is they sort of know what web pages are about and they, they can identify like what keywords should associate with a given web page. And then also they're, they're just really good at having what they call an index, hundreds of billions of gigs of like a recording of the internet that's constantly updated. But it has limits, but it has limits. And that's, I think, some of what a lot of us 
are beginning to run up against, to have this kind of incoherent uh, feeling in the back of our minds, like, is this really working the way I want it to? I would like to thank you because before reading your article, I thought I just didn't know how to do Gmail. Like, <laughs> Right? Yes. Like the other week, I could not find my flight information. And I was like, I am clearly inept. How am I even employed? <laughs> I'm not alone. No, it is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's astonishing. Um, and, and the reason is, in their defense, searching emails is actually a totally different technical problem. For one thing, what Google relies on fundamentally is statistics, is they have this tremendous database that they can understand how people search the web and what things are on the web. But that doesn't work in email because the data of email is everybody's kind of siloed. So the way you search your email is not necessarily the way somebody else does. They can't put everybody's email into a bucket and then do this, this, the same statistics. So talk about the problem with search in other sites. Two things that all of us do all the time. One, we try to buy stuff online, right? We should expect that those sites are kind of gaming the results. They're not always going to be the most relevant results. They're going to be the results that they want to sell to you. But we still think, because we're so well-trained by Google, that the first things we see are going to be relevant. So you type in a specific item into Amazon, and it doesn't show you that thing for a couple of pages. Yeah. You know, and, and to us, that's like an offense against search. But for Amazon, that's just business. So that, that's one of the reasons that search can be an issue. But another thing that you might look for is like, I want to know what streaming site the movie I want to watch is on. It's very hard to do those searches. It takes a couple of iterations of search. Well, part of the reason is that the streaming sites are really kind of loath to let Google have access to their data. That's proprietary, and, and, and nobody wants Google to have even more power than it does as a technology company. And once you're on those streaming sites, because a streaming site doesn't have you know every TV show, every movie, and they don't really want to acknowledge that to you because you might notice and you might want to subscribe somewhere else. So what, they, what they'll do instead are, are recommendation algorithms. They'll say like, oh, we noticed you watched a lot of BBC detective shows. Here's more detective shows. Hmm. So Adam, simple question. Why does search suck, in your opinion, and why does that matter? I think that search sucks because, first and foremost, it is an incredibly hard technological problem that is only getting harder as the internet gets bigger and more people use it. Also because there are venal commercial obstacles to making it easy to look for stuff that you want to find on the web. And I think it matters because the web, our online experience is increasingly just our experience. We spend so much time there. It's so much a part of our lives. We sort of outsource not only our autobiographical memories, our memories of events and things about ourselves as we do to social media now, but so much of our, our personal lives, our business lives, our autobiographical lives, our intellectual lives, our memory of where things are in our city now happens on a device that we carry in our pocket. And, and if we're not able to search that quickly and easily in a fair and open way, then we begin to forget ourselves. We begin to forget ourselves as a you know, as a society. If we only see things in a search that are tailored to the kind of things we always want to see in a search, we become potentially more polarized, more more removed from each other. If you and I do the same search and we see different results for it, you know, it becomes very hard for us to maintain a democratic and communitarian society. Adam, thanks for joining us on The Refresh. My pleasure. Adam Rogers covers technology and science for Insider.